it's time for episode 10 of Arrow, chapter and verse. This time we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow, season 1, episode 16, Legendary. So the whole season wraps up, and uh, what we get is Rip going, Well, uh, I'm going to take you all home because I can't justify bringing you on this quest anymore, which I brought you on in the first place, because we haven't succeeded, and now it's 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 too much. We've, I'm going to let you go home. And then all of the uh, members of the crew decide that, well, no, we got we to gotta get back on the ship with you. Uh, Ray and uh, uh, Martin uh, figure out different ways of contacting the Wave Rider, and, and, and you know, uh, Rip comes back to pick them all up. And they get a note from Kendra, who is, for some reason, well, not for some reason, she's in 1944 because Vandal wants to pick up a, a meteor, a meteorite that was like one of the meteorites that struck the Middle Kingdom and granted him and the Hawks their powers. And uh, she leaves a note in a soldier's helmet, which Rick just happens to have in his collections of memorabilia, and they go uh, to St. Lo, France in 1944 to rescue her and Carter. They don't manage to rescue her because somehow Vandal Savage has some future soldiers still around? Like, that's that's not very clear because he's got a very, very small time ship, um, and it looks like, you know, the section that, there's the cockpit, the section that Kendra is in, and then the cargo bay, and that's that's pretty much it, but apparently it's, it's big enough to fit um, somewhere between 20 and 30 future soldiers, right? So... Uh, there's a three-way battle between the Legends, uh, some Nazis, and uh, the future soldiers, and one of them blasts Kendra as she's taking off, so they don't manage to save her. But Carter remembers enough of what they were talking about to know that Vandal Savage is going to try to perform a ritual with three different meteorites at three different times and try to destroy the world three different times, which will cause a time paradox and take everything back to 1700 B.C. Okay, now speaking as a person who is not immortal, uh, and has certainly not been around since 1700 BC. But if I had, if I had lived that long, I, I, I suspect I wouldn't want to go back to a time without air conditioning, and refrigeration, and, you know, narcotics, and penicillin, and all, all sorts of stuff. I, I don't see the reason to go back to 1700 BC, really, to be pharaoh. It just seems um, uh, unnecessarily uncomfortable. But again, I'm not Vandal Savage. So, um... They figure out that what they need to do is they need to kill him at all three times. And they figure they can kill him because his immortality uh, restrictions will be lifted because of the radiation from the meteorites, right? Remember that uh, items that were present during the, the murder of Shear and uh, Prince Khufu could be used to kill Vandal Savage. So apparently anything that has that radiation weakens his immortality or whatever. So... Um, they split up into teams of two. Uh, we've got uh, the Atom and Heatwave. Uh, they are in 1958. Uh, Firestorm, both parts of Firestorm and White Canary, are in 1975, and which is, apparently that is that is a team of two rather than a team of three. And uh, Rip Hunter and uh, Hawkman, Carter Hall, are in, I think it's 2002 or something like that. And for some reason, perhaps because the Time Lords aren't controlling things, these two-person teams succeed where the full eight-person team could not. Uh, 
and they all kill their various vandal savages. Uh, he is the villain that takes some killing. All right. Uh, the, and then he, like, taunts Rip before he dies. He's like, but you won't have saved your family or something like that. And it's like, again, this seems to be rubbing it in. I, I don't like the fact that Rip's family got fridged. I don't like the fact that it can't be changed no matter what. Uh, it, it just seems sort of weird and um, pointless to do that. But then again, that is that is once again me and I'm not writing this. Uh, then they figure that they need to destroy the meteors before they explode, so Firestorm transmutes one into water. Yeah, that's one of the big things about this episode, is that Firestorm finally figures out his atomic transmutation powers, which I'm excited about for future seasons. Looking forward to seeing that. And he turns a meteorite to water, which is great. And then the atom shrinks one until its explosion is meaningless. And they both try that on the third one, but the third one is so close to critical mass that neither of those functions will work. So the only thing to do is to get it out into space somehow, which is the Wave Rider using its tractor beam and traveling into space. And uh, Rip points the Wave Rider at the sun and is flying toward the sun and is going to explode the meteor in the sun. I, I will tell you that the heat shields on the Wave Rider must be pretty incredible because it looked like they got reasonably close. Um, I guess heat and radiation shields on the Wave Rider. Uh, and then Gideon informed Rip that Gideon didn't want to die. So Rip's like, oh, well, neither do I. So what I'm going to do instead is just sort of slingshot this uh, meteorite toward the sun. And I'll use a time jump to go back to just before I left. Which is like, well, yes, that seems like a plan you might have used anyway, rather than just like I need to fly this spaceship into the sun when you really don't. Uh, so then there's a bunch of sort of closure-related things, like uh, Sarah found out that in her absence in Star City, Laurel had died. She wants to go back, but Rip tells her that no matter what happens, no matter how many people they take, if they do go back, then Damien Dark kills her and her whole family, and apparently most of the rest of the team, which seems a little weird, but, you know, there you go. Um... It seems like at that point, if say perhaps Firestorm had transmuted the idol into something, or uh, Ray had shrunk it and they'd run off with it and then destroyed it later, that would have been a way to prevent Damien Dark from killing anybody. But again, you know, apparently there's only so much mucking around with time someone could do. So you know, there's a conversation with uh, you know her and her dad about you know she wants to get dark and he's like that's going to happen anyway but you should go with you know rip and protect the time stream and we see martin stein deciding not to go uh, and then jack shows up and apparently jack's has told uh martin's wife about what's actually going on and she thinks that he should be a superhero and go out and keep track of time now that the time masters are no longer there so they decide that they're going to go and we see heat wave uh telling a captain cold in 2013 um some very important uh, mushy stuff. And he decides that he's going to stay on the team. And of course, Ray Palmer does because Ray Palmer doesn't really have anything to do since he decided to stay dead and not reclaim Palmer tech, a, a choice that still feels weird to me, but I guess, you know, he needed to have a reason to get aboard that ship. So there we are. Um, the Hawks are not going to go. The Hawks are going to fly off and live their own lives. Now that Vandal Savage is not in the picture, which is weird, because Kendra is current era Kendra, but Carter is the Carter from 2166. So my question is, was he not resurrected for like a hundred and some odd years after he died? That, that seems 
that seems weird because they lived so many lives in, in 4,000 years that it just, it, it seems like he probably should have been resurrected. Um, you know, so it, it seems like it's possible that the Hawks are going to be out there living their own lives. Well, meanwhile, uh, somewhere out there, there's a, there's a baby Carter while they are still alive. So we'll, we'll see how that works out, but the Hawks aren't going to be in season two. I don't think, I don't know. What does happen at the very end is that an alternate version of the Wave Rider crashes. A guy in a hood comes out, says, don't get on that ship. You'll all die. Uh, you know, who told me, uh, who told you that? And he says, you did, Mr. Rory, because apparently Mick sent this dude back to make sure they didn't all die. And the dude is Rex Tyler, or our man, from the Justice Society of America. Now, this is interesting to me. Because the Justice Society of America should be an Earth 2 thing. So I wonder if Season 2 is going to be over in Earth 2, uh, back in time, fighting Nazis or something like that. Or if they're going to move the Justice Society up. I, I have no idea. But uh, that was the end of Legends of Tomorrow. It was kind of a mixed bag. Um, I, I do like the fact that they went ahead and said, you know what, nobody likes Vandal Savage, so we're going to go ahead and kill him. Not once, not twice, but three times uh, for the enjoyment of the audience. Again, don't like that Rip's family wasn't saved. Uh, don't like the sort of hand-waving about, well, we could do all this stuff to try to save Rip's family, but we can't do anything to try to save Laurel, uh, and they can't, obviously, because they've got other stuff going on with Black Siren and whatnot. Um, but, you know, it's it's it was... Uh, it was a, a fraught show, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that future seasons aren't going to be as fraught. They're going to have a little bit more fun with the concept. Um, and, of course, I'm looking forward to see what they do with Firestorm's atomic restructuring powers. Okay, folks, that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, moving on now, I'm going to go watch the final episode of Season 2 of The Flash. That should be interesting. And then you can expect a quick review after that. All right, bye. <laughs>